Thanks, David. Yeah, it's great to be here with you, sharing on Vision Sunday. And I want to add my welcome to those joining us online as well. Great to have you connecting in. Today is a little bit different for us as a church. We're having a break from our series we've been doing in Romans. As across all the services, I'm just sharing some of the visions that God is calling us into for the year ahead. And right up front, I want to say thank you to so many who have joined with us over this season of prayer. We've had an extended season of just seeking God and praying and asking Him to show us His plans and His purposes and what He would have for us in this season ahead. And it's been so encouraging over this time of praying to see and to hear um, God speaking and revealing His heart and leading us forward as well. And we'll be sharing some of those stories um, tonight as um, I outline some of the visions God is calling us into. I'm not even going to touch in any way the fullness of all that's in this booklet, so I really want to encourage you to, when you have some time to read over that, um, to pray over that as well, particularly praying around the part that God is calling you to play in the plans and visions that He has for us going forward. Uh, in our house, when uh, there's some homework help needed, uh, there's uh, a specialty area that my wife and I have. My wife specializes, if the kids need any help with like English or anything to do with assignments, they don't come to me. Um, they go to my wife. That's her specialty area. But if they need some help with maths, that's my specialty area. They'll come and talk to me around that. Now, just a disclaimer, it's not because I'm brilliant at maths. Um, my limit I've worked out is about year nine maths. After that, I cut out. I can't do anything beyond that. It's beyond me. But that's my little role. And there is a principle in maths well, there's two principles, actually. One is the, the principle that relates to growth. One is the principle of addition, and the other is the principle of multiplication. And I've got a graph tonight, which we're going to put up on the screen, just to explain or to show the difference between um, addition versus multiplication. So the purple line is addition, and the green line is uh, multiplication. Addition starts strong as you're adding, adding, adding on top of it. There's often a strong start to it. Um, but multiplication, on the other hand, often starts quite slow. It's gradual, gradual. But once the full impact and effect of multiplication kicks in, the growth is exponential and it just takes off and it's quite phenomenal. And you might be wondering, why am I talking about addition and multiplication? Well, the reason for this is because of something that God um, spoke to me about uh, last year. At the end of last year, I had... Um, some uh, long service leaves, some sabbatical time. And as part of this, I had some time just to seek God. And on one particular um, day, I was at the Bunyaville State Forest and I was just praying and asking God just to reveal um, just some of His plans and purposes for this season ahead for us as a church, uh, for me personally as well. And in the midst of this, I was just praying and thanking God for the tremendous blessing of all that He's poured out here in his church, in this little tiny corner of his kingdom here in Bridgman Downs. But I was just full of praise to think of what God has done. Um, just the prayers that have been answered, the impact that God has had in this community has been amazing. So many lives transformed. But as I was praying and giving thanks, I also had this holy discontent that began to well up within me. And the reason for that holy discontent was because as I thought about the needs in our community, as I thought of the thousands and thousands of people still that are yet to hear the good news, as I thought of the millions in our world that are still living without any hope 
that are desperate for hope. There was something within me, this, this, this holy discontent that was crying out to God and saying, God, but how can we make a difference? How can we really, it feels from all that you've done, the impact is still so much need around us, still so many to hear the good news. And I was crying out to God and saying, God, what would it take? What would it look like to really see that impact that um, many, many more people coming into the kingdom of God, that trickle turn into a stream, turn into a river, turn into a flood. And one of the things that God said to me in that time in the Bunyville Forest or impressed on my heart was this idea or this concept of the greater empowering and equipping and mobilizing and releasing of all of the gifts of the body. And I sense that God was saying to see more. It really is this multiplying effect. Many people released, empowered, set apart for my holy plans and purposes. This multiplying idea. And it's no surprise that this is the, what I sense God was saying because when you read the, the Bible, we see this is who God is. God is a multiplying God. We see this in Jesus' ministry. He invested in 12 and then he sent them out to make disciples, this multiplying mindset that was a part of his ministry. And so it's no surprise that this was, the, you know, what was God was putting on my heart. But the real seal for me was at an outpouring night we had here where we were all gathered together and we're praying. After that had taken place, we were gathering, we were praying, hundreds of us here together praying. And I was with Pastor Andrew. We were just down the front, a couple of chairs down here, and we were talking this same holy discontent. Thank you, God, for what you're doing, but the need is so great. How can we see more of your work released? And we're talking around this around this idea of the releasing of the gifts. And as we were talking together, um, just on the, on the aisle over here was one of our prayer intercessors, one of our prayer warriors, John O'Donnell. He is an amazing prayer in our church. And he was praying, everyone was praying out loud. The music was just leading, the Spirit of God was near. And he prayed out in a loud voice, something to this effect. He was saying, God, I pray that you would mobilize the gifts of the body, that there'd be many who would be raised up, released, empowered to use your gifts right across your church so that many would come to faith in you, Jesus. And it was a really one of those really powerful Holy Spirit moments. I don't know if you had it before, but it's just in that moment, you know without a shadow of a doubt that God is speaking. Andrew and I both knew it as we sat down there and I turned to Andrew and I said, that's it, what John prayed. That is God's call for us for this season ahead, that we would see a mobilizing of all the gifts of the body, the Spirit of God empowering each and every one of us that we might see this multiplying effect that many, many more people would hear the good news of Jesus, that many would flood into His kingdom. We truly would see that stream become a river, people flooding in to the kingdom of God. And this concept, um, theologians talk about this idea of the empowering of all the gifts of the body as being the priesthood of all believers. And there's a verse in the Bible that captures this thought. One of the key verses, it's right throughout the Bible, one of the key verses is 1 Peter 2 verse 9, which says this. It says, For you, you as a follower of Jesus, you are a chosen people, you are royal priests, a holy nation, God's very own possessions. As a result... You now can show others the goodness of God, for He's called you out of the darkness and into His wonderful light. And one of the amazing truths of the Christian faith is that on the day of Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit came, God's very presence with His people came, and the church was born, the Spirit of God came upon all of the believers. Up until this point, 
The Spirit had come upon some people for special roles and special callings in particular circumstances, but now this was for every believer. It was no longer in the Old Testament. It was no longer just the kings or the priests or the prophets. It was no longer just the pastors or those in special positions that were called and empowered by the Holy Spirit. Now everyone was filled. Everyone was called. Everyone had a part to play in this kingdom plan, this mission to bring the love of God to our world. And um, this, this mission, this exciting mission that we all get a part to play on. And not only that, but they were sent everywhere. Right, they, were sent, um, not, they were called not just to stay in Jerusalem in this holy huddle, just to enjoy the blessing of God's presence with them. But Jesus said, now go. And they went out into their streets, into their neighborhoods, and their communities, into the regional centers, into the cities. And they took this good news message, this message of hope and life to the world, to the ends of the earth is where they went. And this was God's multiplication plan. It was no longer just a few people, you know, special people in one little location. It was now everyone called to go everywhere to share the good news. And this is God's call for us in this season ahead as a church that we might see the growth to see more and more people come into the kingdom of God. And so I wanna share some of the visions that God is calling us into. And you'll see in this, this same theme of the empowering, equipping, the sending out, the mobilizing of all the gifts of the body. And the first vision uh, that I wanna share with you um, tonight is, a, is around this very thought. It's around empowering and equipping every person for frontline mission. We have a vision to provide some practical training church-wide. Hundreds of people, we wanna be involved in this to equip you, to train, to help encourage you to be able to share the good news, the love of Christ with those around you right where God has strategically placed you. One of the practical ways we're gonna do this is through a church-wide alpha course training session we're gonna run on Wednesday the 12th of July from 7 p.m. to 8.30. We want you to be there. We want you to come and to be a part of it. Um, we were, when we were initially thinking around this, I was hoping maybe we could just tap into some online training that Alpha do. But when we talked to Alpha around this vision, the Alpha Australia team said, no, we are so on board with this vision. We wanna come in person to run this training. We wanna get a, bring our team. So the Alpha Australia team are gonna be here with us Wednesday the 12th of July. And my prayer is that we'd have hundreds of people right across the church of all ages. They're gonna come and run a session on the Youth Alpha course. If you're interested in running it with some young people. They're gonna run training for that and then they're gonna run the general alpha training as well. But we'd love to see hundreds of people across the church and our heart is to put this amazing resource into the hands of many, many people across our church. You don't need to wait for us to run a course, but you can take this church, this, this tool, this resource that God has blessed. Over 25 million people around the world have done this course and it's transformed life after life after life, covering the foundations of the Christian faith. And our prayer, imagine if 100 people, just 100 people across our church ran Alpha with just two of their friends in their home or in their front line, that would mean 200 people would um, do the, the Alpha course in the next 12 months on top of what we're doing here at the church. That would be phenomenal, the impact of that if just 100 people did it with two. But to raise your faith, I wanna share you a, with you a story of one of our Switch youth, one of our um, young people who's in year 12 this year. Um, her name's Lauren, and Lauren came to faith not too long ago, was baptized at the end of last year. And this year, and this has really encouraged me in this vision, 
she had a, a sense of a prompting from God to run Alpha in her school. And so I asked Lauren just to put a few little, little summary down for us of this journey, and I want to share it with you. This is what um, Lauren said. She said, the vision for Alpha came about around the end of term one. God gave me the vision to bring Alpha to my school. And even though I didn't know exactly what this would look like or how we would do it, I brought the idea to one of the meetings at school and from there, God made a way for Alpha. A lot of prayer went into every aspect of planning and running the course and for everyone in our school community. After getting approval to host Alpha, we promoted the course to get the whole school over a few weeks at various assemblies and home classes, and then we sent out a sign-up link and prayed a lot during that time that God would prompt people to come along. We were honestly just hoping for at least one sign-up, and we would have run the course because God cares about the one. How true is that? God cares about each and every person. But we know we serve a big God. And on a personal level, I was praying for at least five people to sign up. And by the end of the term, we had five sign-ups. Praise God. And after holidays, we sent around the link again for any final sign-ups before starting. And we were praying for more to be prompted to come. And we ended up with a total of eight sign-ups. During the course, only three of the eight who signed up attended but we had six people who had not signed up but came along. And some of them had just been walking past and seen the pizza inside during our first session and came in and they kept coming back. Praise God for pizza, good strategy. Two incredible stories, Lauren says, from running the course. Uh, one week I brought in five Bible packs from church and all five got taken that day. And last week, when we ran an extended Alpha session after school, we watched two videos on the Holy Spirit and had a time of prayer. And when everyone was leaving, one of the boys came up to us at the end and said, thank you guys for running this course. It's helped me get closer to God. Praise God, isn't that amazing? And for those, it gets better, it gets better in a moment. And for those who signed up but didn't come and those who didn't sign up at all and just listened to the promotion, I know God was still planting seeds and he's still pursuing each and every one of their hearts. Throughout the whole course, God has provided time and time again and he equipped us for what he has called us to, which was running Alfred School. He is such a good God. Now we need to give thanks to God for that amazing story. Praise God, Lauren. We're encouraged and inspired. And this is our heart, church. If Lauren can take a step of faith like that, imagine your first step of faith, small step is to come on that Wednesday, the 12th of July. Come and just do the training. And who knows how God is gonna take that step of faith and multiply. And later in the year, we have another training session we're gonna do, another resource we wanna give you. We've got a team coming up from Crossway Baptist in Melbourne. And they're gonna share with us um, a, another really simple tool to share the love of Christ with others called the Bible Discovery Method. And they are seeing this have a massive impact. So alpha training, and then later you're gonna hear about the Bible Discovery training as well. And we can't wait to see all, of the, of the gifts of the body empowered, you equipped to be able to share with others on your front line. Another key vision we have in terms of local outreach is the expansion of our bridge care ministry. 
Um, make sure you read the Bridge Care Report. You'll be so encouraged to see the way that God's love is being shown practically. It's incredible, the volume of what is taking place, the impact it's having on people's hearts and lives as they meet the needs in our community. Um, just a little snapshot of it. Last year, $280,000 was given to the work of Bridge Care on top of all the regular activities and funds we give away as a church. This was on top of that. Um, so thank you to so many who have given generously there. And out of that, with some reserves that BridgeCare already had, they've been able to disperse $300,000 this year to help people in need across our community, including over 4,000 hampers that have gone out this year. And I think it'd be good just to encourage our amazing team, Pastor Jody, Myra, Tracy, our BridgeCare board, plus the 80 volunteers who help every week in just blessing people in our community. Can we put our hands together and just thank them for the amazing work that they do? as well. Recently, some of us were at the Lord Mayor's prayer breakfast, and at the prayer breakfast, the Lord Mayor of our city said these words. He said, the needs of our city are unprecedented in our lifetime, particularly concerning the housing crisis and the increased living costs. And we really believe, I know I'm Jody, Pastor Jody and the team, and I believe this too, that God has been preparing us as his church for such a time as this. He's been growing this ministry, gradually teaching us. We've been learning so much, laying the foundations in place, ready to just to again step in and show God's love in practical ways. And so again, we're seeing this vision expanded in this year ahead. One of the two, two key parts of that is one is the construction of the bridge care shed on the top property. Plans are now well underway and we're looking forward to commencing that construction later in the year. That'll help more space to pack hampers and more space for our bridge care team. And the other exciting development is the expansion of our streetlight ministry into the city. And we have a streetlight ministry that helps people in need in our community. They meet down in a local park. What they do is next level amazing. It's not just about practically helping meeting needs, but it's about building community, a community where God's presence is there. Um, read the report in your newsletter from just Monday night streetlight alone. They're doing this every week. There's haircuts and live music and um, courses they run and just community they build. It's phenomenal what God is doing in that space. And for a little while, that team have had on their heart now to replicate that model, to multiply it and to take it into the heart of our city. And so a couple of months ago now, a few of us went in um, to, to pray about this and we went in to scope out the land. I think we've got a, a photo of us praying in the heart of the city. And as we scoped it out, uh, it was a little bit daunting. I want to tell you that there was a few giants in the land, but there was no doubt that we sensed God was saying yes to take this model to go in there. And so some of the team, Ben and some of the team went in there to do a little test run a few weeks ago now. And on the very first night when they went into this particular park where many of those in need will gather for support, on that first night they served 180 hot drinks to people in need. 180 on the first night, eight big trays of sorted Arnott's biscuits, but most Importantly of all, there was this warm welcome. People were so glad to have them there and for the, the love and the care and support that they could give. And so we're excited about this, this vision. And maybe this is one of the ones that God's gonna put on your heart to say, I can do that on a Thursday night, head into the city and be part of this team, linking in as well with some other ministries and churches in the city to see that. And it's this model again of building community in there. So be praying for them. Be praying for our amazing streetlight team, Dave Dixon, who heads all that up. Ben Pitt and all of our volunteers and we should thank them as well tonight and encourage them. Let's put our hands together as we thank them for all that they are doing. It's amazing. 
Another really exciting vision for us moving forward is a new partnership that's just been established between Bridgecare and Truefella. Now, for those of you who aren't familiar with Truefella, it's a First Nations ministry um, run out of Dion Fellowship with Pastor Billy and the team there that is ministering to young people who've um, been caught up in the youth justice system. And uh, this year, we were able to release $100,000 for our Proclaim Freedom Fund to help them establish some facilities on their property at Dolby so they could host camps for these young people and some great stories of the blessing of that. But just in the last month, there's been another really exciting development. Um, Thanks to the work and the skills expertise of our Bridgecare board, they've been able to establish a partnership between Bridgecare and Truefellow Ministry that has now enabled tax-deductible giving to flow to this amazing ministry. And one part of that was also that there were some funds that that Bridgecare had set aside in the hope that this might be able to come to be. And um, they had $100,000 they were able to immediately release on top of the money we'd given them to Truefella. And the timing of this money, the timing of the partnership being established and the money was, it just had God's fingerprints all over it. And they knew that the Truefella team knew it was just God saying, I'm with you, I'm for you, there's more I want to do. So let's go to the video because um, Billy has a little message for us to update us personally. Let's check this out. Yeah, I'm Bridgie. Billy Williams here out of our Bethel property in Dalby. Um, thought I'd bring you this beautiful sunset. Uh, it's, it's hard. <laughs> yeah, just uh, firstly sending you greetings. Uh, Yama, hello. But also uh, Maraba, thank you. Um, just for your ongoing support for, with what we're up to, especially with Truefella. Um, you know, this initiative that we've um, partnered with you um, and with Bridgecare. It's uh, been a, a wonderful opportunity to engage with young people, you know, particularly young people that are uh, have, um, are, or are in danger of coming into contact with the juvenile justice system, with, with youth detention. And so it's, it's been a, a journey since we la- uh, launched last year. And um, there's been some amazing things that have gone on. Um, for me, there's just a couple of stories I want to share. One is that uh, one of the young people that we've engaged with through Truefaller, he'd been in and out of juvie since he was 12 to to 17 and uh, has been out just more than a year now and even that in itself is is miraculous Um, but what I wanted to let you know was uh, recently he co-facilitated one of our Truefella camps so you know it it feels almost too much even to to just share now is is it, it almost a dream come true in it because it was just fantastic to see how far that young man's come. So, you know, I just wanted to share that with you. And the second story that I had was um, we've had this opportunity to engage with uh, uh, an organisation on the Gold Coast that deals with young people. And we had four young Indigenous uh, female participants last year come on our first female camp and um, it went really well. And we had an opportunity to go back and see those young people uh, recently. And when we finished yarning, uh, a young 24-year-old Gumaroi girl uh, from my, my people, uh, from my language group, uh, she looked at us and she said uh, to Luke, G and I, I really love Diane and I really love Truefella because you make us feel human. And that, that was a very special moment for us to feel, to feel the effect of that, to, to, know, to know the impact that, that, that's going on. And, I wanted to share that, not, not as some, some spruiking thing today, but, but just as a form of encouragement to you as well. So we're so thankful 
uh, for the partnership that we've had with you and you know for what it represents and and I do want to say this openly that you know we we'll, there's been struggle of course at times you know a bit of uncertainty and and the partnership with Bridgie and Bridgecare came at just the right time came at just the right time to encourage us and lift us up practically but spiritually as well and these are the stories that we wouldn't hear and wouldn't see and wouldn't be part of if it wasn't for what's going on and so thank you so much isn't that great church yeah it's exciting to hear what is God is doing through that ministry the impact they're having on the lives of these young people as well keep praying for that that ministry another vision we have in terms of church planning and networking is actually to step out in faith. We sense God calling us to step out in faith again with the church plant. Over the next two years, we're gonna be working towards this. As a church, we've always had a heart to um, plan and to continue to see God's kingdom grow and expand beyond this facility here, beyond just this community. Um, over the years now, we've planted the Grove Church, Dion, Hope, um, our city church, and now we, we are stepping out in faith again. If you know much about church planning, you'll know that it is not easy. It is costly. It requires a lot of hard work and sacrificial giving, lots of prayer, releasing people um, to be reaching out in this way. And it would be easy to come up with lots of reasons to say, well, maybe this isn't the right time. Maybe we'll push that out a little bit further or put in the too hard basket. But we know that's not the call from God. God's call for us is to keep giving, to keep releasing, to keep multiplying um, is God's heart and His plan and purpose for us. And so after a lot of prayer and seeking God around this, God has um, um, led us to an amazing couple in this church and their journey around this actually started way before they even um, were part of our church family here. But in more recently, God has meshed this together in an amazing way and really affirmed and spoken so clearly, particularly over this season of prayer as well. And so um, we are super blessed to be um, um, bringing on, on the team Scott and Emily McLeod as they step forward as um, pastoral interns for church planning. And over the next two years, they'll be doing some training and equipping with us, building relationships with others as well. Initially, Emily will be coming on the team two days a week. She's already been helping voluntarily in our regional work and um, she's gonna help in some cross-cultural ministry. Um, Scott runs his own plastering business, so it'll be a bit of a gradual transition for him there as well, freeing up some time, but, straight, but he will be um, connecting in and um, helping and doing some ministry and um, building up some experience there as well. So we are super excited about this vision. Scott and Emily are gonna come. You're gonna hear from them in just a moment at the end of our service. And we're gonna pray for them and hear how God has been leading right through that. Another vision in terms of this church planning and multiplying um, is um, the Bridgman Online Hubs vision. So for some time, in fact, our, our amazing Bridgman Online team, they do a phenomenal job. Um, they've had a heart of developing uh, this hub model, but come Easter time, a couple in our church who moved from here to retire up to Caloundra at, at Seasons Retirement Village, they had a thought of running our Easter services, gathering some people in the Seasons Retirement Village there in their little community space where they gather and streaming in our Easter services on the big screen. And the impact of that was far beyond anything Alan and Sue could have imagined, anything our online team could have imagined. The Spirit of God was moving powerfully through um, that little hub that they were running up there at Easter time. And Alan and Sue have just continued that um, model, um, just keep running that. And Carly, one of our online teams, has been journeying with them and helping them. And through that, 
Um, it's really sparked this, this vision we have to see how easy it is to replicate this, to reach people in all sorts of locations. And the Spirit of God can, can move even across online streams. Um, it's, it's mighty what He can do. And so we want to take this vision and multiply it. And as part of this, um, Carly Oldham, who's been part of that team, is going to be coming on board. She's actually just, as it turns out, is studying her PhD in online ministry. That's pretty handy to have someone doing a PhD to step into this space. She's going to come on board two days a week to help um, lead this vision forward um, uh, along with our online team and as well as some pastoral care and other things she's going to do in that space. And so we're excited. Carly's going to come and do that. But I'd love us just to thank our amazing online team, Pastor Jono overseas, Ashton, Alec, Caleb, and all our online hosts as well, um, as well as encouraging those who are joining us online. So can we just put our hands together tonight and thank you for that amazing ministry that's taking place there. And Carly's going to come in a moment to share as well. Before they come up, um, I do just want to take a moment though to, th- to um, recognise and give thanks for all of the existing ministry that continues to go on week in, week out here. I know as I share these new visions, it's easy to get excited, but a big part of it as well is the hundreds of volunteers across the church who continue to serve week in, week out, giving and using their gifts. It was amazing to have 650 volunteers at our Volunteer Investment Day at the start of this year. And um, we are so blessed. It's all of the gifts of the body serving in the unique ways God gifted us. And then He comes by His Holy Spirit and He meshes it all together. And so to encourage you tonight, I want to show a, a video clip, a story of someone. I actually had been hoping to capture this story. And then as it turned out, on Wednesday morning, I ran into this person um, and I said, would you, would you be okay if we captured a bit of your story? And she said, yeah, I'd love to do that. And so I want you to hear Leslie's story and listen to the way God meshes all the gifts of the body to reveal his great love for each one. Let's check out this story. I've been having coffee with a group of girls for 28 years and usually we say, where are we going next week? She said, we're going to Seoul. And I said, Seoul, where's that? She said, oh, it's down just not far from you. And I said, never heard of it. So anyway, she told me how to get here and I came here and we had coffee up on the veranda. And I was looking that they had all the blocks in and they hadn't put any plants in it yet. But it was, you could see when they had community garden coming. I thought, oh, that's really interesting. And then we came back again, and if we like it, we give it a five star. So we came back and had a five star. They like the coffee. And I was showing my girlfriend around what the plants were in that. And Erica was here with her dad, and she said, oh, I have a coffee. And she asked me, did I know anything about gardening? I said, oh, just a little bit. She said, well, come along on a Tuesday. And I thought, this was Thursday. I said, okay, I'll see you Tuesday. So I came along on a Tuesday, and it was Erica and myself. And um, so we just started potting in the garden and that and working around and doing different things and going shopping for bunnies, which is my second home. And then at Christmas time, we had the delights of beautiful everybody, you know, really enjoyed that. And there was two ladies sitting down there and I was on my own because I was here to make sure the lights kept working. And um, they asked me, you know, who I was and where I was, and said, oh, I'm here for the lights, I work in the garden. And then I just happened to say that I was a widow, and um, she said, have you joined our widows group? And I said, widows group? And she said, yeah, we've got one. So from coming here for coffee, it opened up my life to the garden, 
which opened up my life to the um, to the women's widows group, and also the sewing group on a on a Friday. I met Dawn Tracy here, and she said, "Oh, come to Aspire." So oh, I went to Aspire. I thought, "Why not?" So I went to that, and then she said, "And also, we're having Alpha. Come along. I want to do it. You come along with me." So I said, "Okay, radio." And I didn't know what Alpha was. So I've been coming there. Shit. I said, well, there's only one condition. I don't drive at night. So I said, you want to pick me up and bring me and take me home? Fine. And she did. So yeah, my whole life has grown and expanded and blossomed, you know, and it's, it's saved my life because I was so, um, so lonely and so lost when my husband died. And then six months after he died, I had a double knee replacement done. And then six months after that, I got breast cancer. And, um, and I just felt like, you know, well, why am I still here? You know? But by coming here to the coffee shop and then getting involved with all the rest of it, it's just grown and grown and grown. So he obviously wanted me to come here. How good is that, church? Isn't that an amazing story? That's how God works. All the gifts of the body mesh together because he cares about the ones. He cares about people like Leslie. He wants them to know there's a God who loves them, who has a plan uh, to rescue, redeem them, um, and to give them an eternal hope and assurance in him. All these ministries we've been talking about, the regular ministries, the visions, they require resourcing in the booklet um, that's, being, that's been sent out as well. Um, there's a, a plan in there that we've put together to help resource these visions. But I do want to just take an opportunity to say thank you again to so many across this church who give so generously, so sacrificially um, to resource these visions, to resource the ongoing ministry that takes place every week, reaching out to people across our community. I am continually humbled by the generosity of so many. It's incredible to see the way people give and have a heart to see people blessed. <clears throat> In your booklet, it has the financial plan in there for the new year ahead. In, in preparing this budget and the plan uh, as we we're praying over these visions, we're very aware of the increase in cost pressures. So many are, are facing the increased costs of living and the, you know, the general ongoing uncertainty economically going forward as well. For this reason, though, we've sought to be faithful to the call um, of God by stepping forward in faith with these visions. But at the same time, we have sought to minimise the increase to our regular budget just to keep it to the most basic increase um, because we're so aware of these pressures that are coming. But at the same time, we know that when God calls us, if we will step forward in faith and obedience, we can trust God to provide for us. Amen. He will go before and he will help. And so to close, I'm going to invite up um, Scott and Emily going to come up. Carly and Michael are going to come up as well. I'm going to invite the band to come up on the stage here as well. While they're coming up, um, I just want to share a couple of stories with you, two stories that, talk, that just reminded me recently of just how powerfully God provides. One is um, at Switch, Friday Night Switch, just a week or so ago now, um, Trav had organised an amazing pastor dinner for all, the, for all the youth there, and the kids were pretty, the young people were pretty excited about that. But then some of the young people came up and started to ask, what's for dessert? Because often there's dessert at Switch. And Trav suddenly got very nervous because he realised he'd forgot to organise dessert. And he thought, maybe I can get away with this. But after about the 20th person came up to him, the leader started saying, what's for dessert, Trav? What are we doing? He thought, I'm in trouble if I don't get something worked out. 
And so he went to one of the leaders and he said, would you just duck down the shops and just buy the cheapest ice block you can find, buy up a whole heap of them, 100 plus of them, and um, we'll give them out for dessert. And the leader said, no worries, I'll do that. And on the way to go and do that, the leader pulled by the kitchen um, where our amazing um, team, Julie and Jenny, were there and they'd been helping the team that night with preparing this pasta meal. And this leader just happened to mention, I'm just heading down to get some ice blocks for the team. And they said, no, 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 you don't need to know, you won't believe this, but someone has donated 130 Baskin Robbins ice creams and you can have them to give to the youth tonight. And they were in awe, they could not believe it. Trav was just blown away. The God provide. Now he's nervous for what he's going to do next time. Now they've had Baskin Robbins ice cream. But isn't that amazing? I think we should praise God just for the way he provides and leads. God does this again and again as we trust him. Another great story around that. I heard on Tuesday night, a young person, one of our Switch youth, recently had a part-time job and so had a bit of bit of money uh, for the first time. And um, in the process of this, um, had been just thinking around, well, what does this mean now? Now that I've got these resources, what am I meant to do with this from a kingdom perspective as well? And he felt prompted to set aside some of this money that he was getting from his part-time work to be able to um, invest in God's kingdom work, a percentage of that to set aside. He found himself in a situation not long after. He was at a food court with his mates and they're having lunch and they're buying, you know, different takeout sort of food. And he realised that if he used, if he had that, he wouldn't have the money he'd set aside um, to give um, towards God's kingdom work. And so he thought, no, I'm not going to buy a meal. I'm just going to go without and just hang out here with my friends just so I can make sure I can give that money. And uh, in the process of this happening, some of the um, other friends of these guys who were sitting with actually came over and one of them said, oh, you won't believe it. Um, we've just been at KFC and they mucked up our order so they redid it for me but they said, oh, I can keep the original order. Now this young guy, his favourite meal in the world is the KFC chicken zinger box. Like that is his favourite meal. If he ever goes out to buy it, well, would you believe it? But this guy, the extra meal he had was the KFC zinger chicken box was what it was. He gave this guy. But even more to that. When this young guy orders the Zinger box, he has a few little special swap outs that he does. He swaps out the potato and gravy and he swaps it instead, a large chips in the box. And as this box, he was already blown away that here was this meal for him that he said, yeah, that'd be great. He said, if I open this box up and that gravy's been swapped out, then I know without a shadow of a doubt, this is a God thing. He opened that box and as he pulled it out, you wouldn't believe it, potato and gravy out the large chips was in that box and he knew straight away that God was affirming him in his heart isn't that incredible church stories like that praise God because God is our provider we can trust him if he'll step forward in faith and obedience he will provide he'll go before us and so I want to hand over Scott and Emily are going to come and share a little of their journey which you're welcome Scott and Emily as they take in this step of faith tonight as they come to share with us to be great We didn't have a typical start to our marriage, both having grown up in Christian families and churches that provided great discipleship, we were keen to use our lives to serve God. So 21 years ago, we both quit our jobs, got married and moved to the Sunshine Coast where we attended the Pines Training Centre. An intensive year of full-time daily Bible teaching centred around church planting. We grew in so many ways, both spiritually and practically in ministry skills. We spent all day, every day together, which had its moments. We also learned how to live frugally, 
surviving off just $315 a week to cover all expenses, including rent, food, and fuel. We bought no new clothes that year and collected tokens in the paper to buy heavily discounted food, and now we had aversion to cheap mints. While we didn't begin with the intention of church planting, a heart for this and a desire to see people reached in culturally relevant ways had begun. We, had, we both had ideas of what life would look like post this, but as many of you know, it's not always how the cookie crumbles. In the space between now and then, we've learnt a lot and are grateful looking back at these years as preparation for what God is doing now. In the ministry and workspace, we've gone on to further study, run our own businesses, experienced church joy and church pain, initiated and led multiple ministry teams and worked with some great people. In a personal space, we've learnt about loss and patience, something we've needed while waiting for our three beautiful children, now aged 13, 11 and 8. We've also had great friends and family to journey through with these seasons, which we are forever grateful. The biggest thing we've learnt that is God is faithful and trustworthy. Although there were times of wilderness where we struggled to see him in the thick of things, God has always provided and we've been in need. He's always used our painful experience for his work and believe he'll continue to do this. There have been a handful of significant experiences when we've stepped out in faith and God has amazed us with his response, letting us know that he sees us and that what he's begun, he's still doing. This is true of how we ended up serving here at Bridgman. And it's exactly how we felt in this next step of faith. Earlier this year, we received an email from QB inviting us to be involved in their new church planning program called Launch. Unsure of why we got this email, we wanted to ask Nathan about it and if anyone from Bridgman was doing the course. Nathan's eyes became very wide. His answer was something like, no, but we'd like to send someone and we've been praying about church planning. It didn't take long before this conversation shifted into something that's been a pretty special journey. God has graciously been very loud in providing clear confirmations from all angles to the point where we feel that if we don't step into this space, it would be disobedient. Despite what we now see as the past 21 years of preparation, there is definitely still feelings of apprehension and inadequacy. How grateful we are to have God leading the charge. In this process, there have been many kind and wise words said to us, including, nothing is wasted. We are so grateful to have some life experience behind us and are approaching this with much greater humility than we would have years ago. We know that there will be many more lessons to come, but our God is able. He is faithful. And if we step out in faith, continuing to seek his leading, he'll make the path. How good is that? It's encouraging church. We're excited for this vision. I want to invite Carly to come. This is Michael, um, Carly's fiance, and Michael is a big part of um, our online ministry as well, helping out there. These guys are getting married in September, I think it is, which is pretty exciting. Over to you, Carly. It'd be great. Thanks, Nathan. After hearing all that God is leading us into as a church, I just want to pause and say, wow, praise God. How privileged are we that God allows us to partner with him in his plans? How can our hearts not be filled with faith 
this evening. I've had the opportunity to hear Nathan's sermon four times, and each time God captivates my heart afresh with each of these visions. But I'm too small, I can't do all of them. And that's why he calls us all as a body. So I really do encourage you all to seek his leading for this year ahead too. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Carly and I've been coming to Bridgman all my life. And I'm proud to say that my parents were part of the founding couples here at Bridgman. God has taken me on a uniquely beautiful journey. Allowing me to struggle with a chronic illness for over 15 years has taught me the beauty of what it truly means to rely on God. Apart from Him, I can do nothing. There have been so many times over the last few years where God could have taken my life and didn't. And so with that knowledge, I've always wanted to have this attitude that for for however long God will give me and whatever capacity, I just want to serve Him. So this leads me to the special heart I have for the online church. And for those watching online, I wanna add my special hellos to you. For me, there were many years when I couldn't come to church in person. And so I see the added value the online church has in enabling to bring church to those who for whatever reason cannot attend in person. And they are a really valued part of our Bridgman family. One of the visions that Nathan has shared is the online hubs. Our heart is to use the online space to empower people to live missionally and facilitate community as they watch together. It has been such a joy to journey with Sue and Alan, our first online hub. And what has been a repeated refrain is that retirement villages are places with people in desperate need of hope, experiencing loneliness and isolation, and so in need of Christ and the community he provides. And so we are excited and full of faith for God's leading in this area. But our heart for online ministry doesn't stop there. We want to help foster genuine Christian community amongst those in our online congregation so that they are pastorally cared for, seen and known, connected in and connect groups and truly feel like part of the extended Bridgman family here. And so as we look forward to these visions, I'm so aware of how in need of the Holy Spirit's help we are. I'm so aware of how in need we are of the Holy Spirit's guidance. And I'm so full of faith that God is not only able to bring these visions to fruition, but that He is able to do immeasurably more than all we could ask or imagine. The passage that is underscored this season that God is leading us into is Romans 4, 20 to 21. Yet for me, verse 19 has a special significance and fills me with expectant faith about what God is going to do. It reads, without weakening in his face, Abraham faced the fact that his body was as good as dead since he was about 100 years old and that Sarah's womb was also dead. Yet he did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God, but was strengthened in his faith and gave glory to God, being fully persuaded that God had power to do what he had promised. That was me. I was and am as good as dead. And yet God did not waver in his preservation and protection of my life because he had more to do as promised. And so I truly believe and want to encourage us as a church to not waver in unbelief regarding the promise of God, but to be strengthened in our faith 
and give glory to God, being fully convinced that he has the power to do what he has promised. Amen. Isn't that encouraging, church? I'm going to invite the pastors, in fact, to come up. We're going to pray for these couples to come and join me on the stage as we pray for them in just a moment. But um, Carly's um, story really is quite a phenomenal one. About three years ago, we called a special prayer meeting here in the church um, because um, the situation was not looking good for Carly at all. I think we've got a photo, in fact, of that prayer meeting. This prayer meeting is actually Carly's home page on her um, phone. She keeps it with her because of that meeting, we were praying and crying out to God that God would preserve Carly's life. Um, and here we are, three years later, um, God has preserved Carly, given her a, a fiancé, calling her into this online ministry space. And um, we praise God for the power of answered prayers, His plans and purposes, the promises He's given. So can we give thanks to God for just the amazing way He's raised you up, Carly. It's exciting. We're praising God. Will you stand with us? Let's stand together. Let's pray with faith as we pray over this couple. I'm going to ask Pastor Andrews to come and to pray a blessing over you guys now, just an anointing of the Holy Spirit as we step forward in faith tonight. Yeah, God, again, we're just so aware of your presence with us, so aware, God, of even where we're standing, what's just been said. You're aware of the future. And so, Lord, we just commit ourselves and particularly these two couples into your hands right now. And Lord, we ask that they be set apart for your holy plans and your holy purposes, that others might know the goodness of God, the love of God, Lord, we pray. Whether they be online, Lord God, whether they be in person in a church plant, Lord God, we want and pray that God more and more will find the life that is found in you the fullness of the life that Jesus, you give us. And so, Lord, right now we pray for an anointing of the Holy Spirit upon their lives. Lord, we agree that we can do nothing apart from you. And Lord, we are in desperate need of you. Our world is in desperate need of you. But all you ask of us is our availability. And so, Lord, as these guys make themselves available, would you pour your spirit into them? Would you go before them? I want to pray, Lord God, for an unbelievable ability to hear your voice, just to be able to be clearly led by you. May what they do be empowered by you. And Lord, all of this um, by you, through you, and for you, that you would be glorified in this world, Lord, we pray. And we thank you. We thank you that we don't live lives that lack purpose in any way. We live lives of eternal purpose. And I want to take this moment to pray for everyone in this auditorium, everyone even listening online, Lord Jesus, that we would walk more fully in the kingdom purposes that you have for us. That's our prayer. Help us and move us to align to the purpose you have for each one of us, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's encourage these couples one more time. Stay on your feet. We're going to worship. We're going to proclaim this great truth that we believe in the power of the gospel. Scott and Emily are going to be down the front here. Mike and Carly are down the front. I'd love you just to come, just to encourage them tonight, just to come and say, hey, we're praying for you. We're encouraged. We're with you. We're for you. Just to come and greet them down the front here. Affirm them as powerful, the body of Christ, encouraging one another. And let's sing. Let's not hold back. Proclaim the good news, the power to transform lives through Jesus, our King and our Saviour. I believe in the blood of Jesus.
Amen, amen. God, we just thank You so much. What a privilege and honour it is to serve You and to be part of all that You wanna do in and through our lives, great God. We just surrender afresh to You as we go about our separate ways. May You use us this week, this month, this year and beyond, great God, we ask. Uh, We're so blessed, so blessed, Lord. We thank You and pray these things in Jesus' mighty Name. Amen, amen. Great to have you here tonight. Uh, feel free to go grab some food. And uh, I apologise, no dessert tonight. But I was thinking we should hound Travis and see what turns up. Uh, but God bless you. Have a good week and we'll see you soon.